Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I got a couple of guests with me, no guests to the church, but uh, guests to the podcast. Chris and Anna Pike are with us today. How are you guys? Good. Good. So obviously neither of you preached during church yesterday, but we did have a launch party uh, for Center of Hope, and we'll talk through that for a little bit. But I need to say something to everybody who's listening so I don't forget. On Sunday, so this coming September 24th, I'm sharing a miracle with the entire church. So I've got the doc. This is a doctor's note miracle. Um, And uh, so I want to share that with the church and don't want to forget that. And um, potentially that even frames some of our conversation because we're believing for miracles for the center of hope. And yeah. uh, So let's talk first guys on what the center of hope is because we definitely have people new to the church who probably haven't heard anything about it other than maybe some posts I've made or you know on uh, on September 3rd when I just announced that there was a part a new partnership mm-hmm. or or an expanded partnership between Center of Hope and this so give a um, for people who don't know anything about Center of Hope what is it Center of Hope is has been an organization. I'm probably going to get the years wrong, about 15 to 17 years. And it's uh, the main, one of the main things that it does is there's an orphanage over in Masangwe, Tanzania, and they currently have 20 kids in that orphanage. Two of them are in secondary school, which is like high school. Boarding high school. Right. It, yeah. Boarding yeah. high school. So they learn, they're learning trades and, um, it kind of sets them on a path for a career, but there's that. And then over the years, and, and you could talk a lot more to this than we can, cause you've been on a lot of trips, but the um, building of pastors and leaders over there and doing different conferences and crusades and whatever they've been called throughout the years, that was big, a big part of the ministry and partnering with life church. So Bishop Mordecai, is the kind of our point person over there. He's the director of the orphanage in country. So he takes care of all the day-to-day things and he has a manager that lives at the orphanage. Um, so those are the main things. Anything I'm missing, Anna? No, you're good. Yeah. yeah. That's Center of Hope, formerly known as Eastern Gate Ministries International. It is still that. We just do it under the name of Center of Hope. Yeah, so orphanage and training, all, I mean, primarily in Tanzania, though it's been other places over the years, but that's the focus. Um, Center of Hope owns land in Tanzania. Yeah. Um, it, its own land also co-owns the land with um, Tanzanian citizen bishop yep. Um, yep. for the, the grounds of the orphanage. and Yeah, and that's like... 20 acres and then five acres that's on just by Center of Hope. Yeah. And so a couple of years ago, we had a Kingdom Builders project building um, the well, drilling a well and, and yeah. a pump house and, and building that. And lots of other projects through the years um, had yeah, many different teams. And then all of the directors have been people who were 
out of Restoration Church. So the 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 um, you know John Cerise, and then uh, yeah. for a while Larry and Linda Wright, uh, who who attend another church now, but but I attended here for a long time, and now you guys stepping in as directors. So the big question everybody's asking over and over again is, uh, so are are you moving to Africa? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the answer to that is no, unless God tells us to. We might go for long periods of time and then come back, but the plan right now is to direct it from here and then have somebody that's boots on the grounds there to be able to lead it there. Yeah. Yeah. The big answer is no right now. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, we're not going to live there. For a year at a time, but there, I mean, there's there's prayers and ideas of living there for two to three months at a time. Um, God willing, and if things work out, we'll take all our kids in June, as it'd be like I call it our practice round, um, so we can go when everyone else is going. Um, maybe a little bit longer, but that would kind of help them get used to the culture and not to be too much of a shock because they'll have some, we'll have some family and friends there Right at the same time on the mission trip that we're doing in June with restoration. So that is, that is our answer. So we're open, obviously we're, we'll do what God leads us to do, but as of right now, it doesn't feel like we would do that full time. So. Right. I think the prayer, probably the big prayer is, you know, one step down the line is we hire someone full time at to to be mm-hmm. the director of the orphanage, and that's their full time job. And they speak English and Swahili, and yeah. they're uh, Tanzanian. Yeah. Um, and so it takes some pressure off of Bishop as he leads a network of eighty churches, and yeah, mm-hmm. he's got so much going on in his life. Yeah, and he has like thirty people living at his house slash renting little rooms. <laughs> Yeah. It's a way to equip them too. It's like a whole part of it. We don't need yeah. to go there. Right. Yeah, because you want it to be their culture and community and it's more effective. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're here talking. So we, we're not ignoring Pastor Stephen or his sermon. Um, <laughs> Pastor <but> who? <laughs> originally, we because Bishop Mordecai was going to come, so he wasn't yeah. able to travel. Yeah. So we were already scheduled to talk. The launch party was already scheduled. And so we're going to end up meeting because Bishop would have been here. So it would have been the four of us on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't want to not talk about Center of Hope and talk about the launch party last night and some of the good things that we saw and the new mission and vision. So certainly if we want to correlate any of this to Samson and uh, Pastor Stephen's message, we can do that. So feel Absolutely. feel free to make any comments about that. But yeah. Talk to us about the launch party last night. Why do we have a launch party? If an organization is, um, y- you know, 20 years old, 15, 20 years old, um, why why have a launch party? Um, a better word for it might have been a relaunch party, but that also can get confusing. So we just wanted to keep it simple yep. and just call it a launch party. So there hasn't been a director over it for about a year. Um, the board's just kind of been running it and and doing the best that they could. So we just wanted to, I mean, really it's restoration style. Just start with a bang. Just start with excitement and start, you know, with with something that's 
bigger than what we could think or imagine. And uh, it just felt like, I don't know, it just felt like the right thing to do. Maybe it was from all the summer launch parties back in the year, back <laughs> in the day with at U-Turn. But um, yeah, I, I knew I wanted to get as many people, or we knew we wanted to get as many people in a room as possible and share the new mission and vision and and kind of the goals that we have for 2024 and, and all that. And, uh, I think it was, I think it was a success and I think we had a lot of fun doing it. Um, yeah, it was was fun to plan. Yeah. So I, I think it it went well, uh, but that's why we just wanted to, to start it off on a good foundation. And there is every, I mean, there's, there's so much new, so new directors, Mm -hmm. you guys. Yeah. Um, New, essentially new DBA. So yeah. it's kind of operated as Eastern Gate Ministries, as Center of Hope. And those will, you talk about the same thing and use both words to talk about the same thing. So from here forward, yeah, um, we won't use EGMI or Eastern Gate Ministries. Everything is the Center of Hope. Yeah. And then as we branch off and do different stuff, it'll be the Center of Hope Orphanage or the mm-hmm. Center of Hope yeah. Conference. Yeah. So... That's new, um, new logo, which looks sharp, new website, um, new um, mission or vision statement, new, mi- new mission statement. Yeah. So talk, what's yeah. that? Share that with us and talk through the meaning of that. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, you can elaborate. Yeah, on. we'll just go ahead and you first. So restoring futures, restoring futures. Um, I guess, how would you? entrepreneurship through foster system. Um, We really believe that it's important that these kids have parents and putting them in a foster home, uh, we can implement that family unit versus putting them in an orphanage. Not that they don't get good care, but um, we just think it's so important that African families raise African children within their culture. So, uh, being able to implement that system, which is a goal for 2024. That's yeah. one of our goals. Yeah. Um, and the entrepreneurship piece being, uh, being able to train them in a trade, um, teach them to work, whatever that looks like, whether it's business, pastor, um, whatever their dreams are to help that come to fruition, but not with us doing it to help uh, one thing we talk about is we want it to be their idea. So if it's their idea, helping them get there. Yeah. Um, so just a lot of equipping. That's part of the mission. Yeah. Yeah. I think like coming up with the mission, um, one, one thing that kind of has just always been on our heart and that God was just pushing on us when we, even before we stepped into this role, um, and I don't want to take it out of context because I know like a lot of times it gets Jeremiah twenty nine eleven where it's God wants to give them a hope and a future. And those people were oppressed and a lot of it was their, their fault because they kept not following God and all this other stuff. But God still wanted to give them a hope and a future. And we just wanted to somehow say that in the mission statement. And then I remember texting back and forth with you, Pastor Nate, and just trying to nail down like how we could say it. And then I think, I think you sent back like restore futures. And then I don't remember when it became restoring futures, but 
Um, it was just like, you didn't really have to question it. It was just like, that seems like that's it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's part of coming under Restoration Church. It really makes sense. Like that's what Restoration Church is all about is restoring restoring people and their, whether it's their life or their walk with Jesus or whatever. And uh, I just restoring their future just like encompasses so much and like moving And helping forward. them to dream again. Yeah. And not say this is Africa. Right. We don't dream here. Yeah. Things don't happen here. They just count on us to fulfill what they need. Um, but being able to help them to dream like Joshua and Alicia, their dreams and helping them take those steps towards that. Yeah. And then the orphanage kids, as they age out, that being implemented in their lives as well. Because right. we serve God's God, whether... Mm -hmm you're in the right. US or whether you're in Africa or whether you're in the Amazon jungle, mm -hmm. yeah. God is God and he's not limited by, uh, by economies, yeah. by yeah. infrastructure, by Wi-Fi connection <laughs> or cell connection. He's not limited by or video that. skills. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I think for me, one of the things that clicks is what is the point of an orphanage? And, Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's like I get kids off the street. Okay. But is it really, is that it? Well, feed them right. so they're not hungry. Okay. They, and then education. Okay. But what are all those things connected to? They Like they've had so much stolen from them. Mm -hmm. Their futures could be as well. Yeah. And all of the clothing, the education, the foster family, it, um, it's helping them to, to, right, to have that future to have something not be to a look forward to, to not, too. yeah, to something to look forward to, to not be in now perpetual poverty or perpetual struggle yeah. the rest of their life. Um, yeah. That's yeah. just not how it's supposed to be. God calls us all to have an abundant life. Yeah. And I truly believe for every single human being, you know, and if we can help them see that and get out of that closed poverty mindset, I think that will. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about giving them a hope for their future. And <laughs> like trusting in God. They need. That's the big piece. Yeah. Trusting and having faith that God, not us, not faith right. in us, but faith that God will bring them. Yeah. There. I think that'll be a big, that's a big mindset, mindset shift that we're working on even even with the bishop, just, you know, when some emergency happens, it's, it's, hey, we're, we're not your savior. Yeah. And we could send you all the money in the world, but you're still going to have emergencies. So you've got to find out, you got to figure out how to rely on God in these moments because there's going to be times where we don't have any money to send you. And it's a perfect time to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to pray. I'm going to trust God. And even no matter what the outcome is, God's still God and we're going to just keep moving forward. And that's a, that's definitely, I think something even in the past few weeks, he's been definitely grasping and getting. And um, I don't know, I'll just share this. So the, the two girls that had um, malaria, yeah, um, we didn't have any money to send them. So he, he was asking because the girls are so sick. They're puking crying. Um, his wife 
um, we call her mama. Everyone calls her mama. Uh, Bishop's wife is just super worried and like doesn't understand like why the money can't be provided just to get them injections because once they get the injections, they're good two days later. But if they don't, they're going to have it for weeks and it could kill them, like that kind of thing. And I just really felt, I mean, I could have found the money. I could have begged someone for it. We're in America. Like I could have told anyone and said, hey, they need it. And someone would have gave it, no problem. But I really felt in that moment, God wanted to do something in Bishop's heart and in our heart. Like, hey, watch me do it differently. So by Monday morning, after him calling me many times and me telling him, hey, we don't have the money. You got to keep praying. You got to keep praying. By Monday morning, someone had lent him the money and he had to pay it back. But um, someone lent him the money. He got the injections. Two days later, the kids are back in school and we didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So that was just, for me, that was like, okay, God's with us. Yeah. (laughs) I knew he was, but it was like, he is. And then Bishop saw it. I was like, that was God. Like I didn't do anything. And it was, a, I think, a good, a good step for us um, in our relationship because it was a little dicey that weekend. So, yeah. And the weekend before. <laughs> but his spirit has changed the past couple of times I've talked to him, which is good. That's good. Yeah. It, um, it's hard to be, you, you know, we love to see miracles, but it's hard to be in the place where you need a miracle. I, I heard a, a sermon a long, long time ago from miracles into blessing, which is great. And I want to live in a place of blessing, not in a place of miracles. Yeah. Um, but still in the place of blessing, there are miracles. Uh, but, you, you know, I, I think some people, I, I want to see God do a miracle. I want to see God do a miracle. It's a desire for all of us because it does affirm that, who God is, God of miracles, God of power, God of wonder. Uh, but being in a place where you need a miracle is miserable. Yeah. It is miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. And also with, with that situation of the girls, um, I w- your humanness kicks in and you're like, what is wrong with us? We can just send the money. Like, we can just- Yeah, we could find it. Like- we could find it. They're sick. They're miserable. Uh, but... Yeah, it is very faith building when you just go straight to God. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think it'll be like you said, I don't I'm not gonna tell him that every time. Right. right. I'm not gonna be like, just Ooh. pray, Bishop. We've got thousands in the account, but I'm not sending it to you. Yeah. Right. Like in that moment, like we were at the leaders retreat, so we were just spending a lot of time with God. And I was praying that night during worship just all about that because I'm getting texts and so I knew I didn't, I mean, you never know now, but I just knew, like, right. I feel like this is what God is saying and we just have to stick to it. And uh, it was cool. Like looking back, it was cool in the moments. You're like, oh, I'm not cut out for this, but it was, it was awesome. God's not urgent and panicked, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're getting the urgent panic text. We're feeling urgent and panicked, but God's not. Yeah. So he invites us Um right? Be anxious about nothing. Pray about everything. The peace of God that passes all understanding. So it passes all of our understanding, but the peace of God that passes all understanding, what was I going to say? The the peace of God who has all understanding, Mm. right? That's what we're getting to. So it's beyond all our understanding, 
but he's the God who has all understanding. And that's part of what allows us to, to rest and step into that. Yeah. Because he does get, he does know, you know, you keep praying and the miracle is going to happen on Monday. Don't pray. The miracle is not coming, right? Because nothing happens without prayer. But he knows, mm-hmm. hey, uh, come on, pray, pray. He's like, press, mm-hmm. pray, 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 pray. Yeah. Pray and I'm going to do something. Pray and I'm going to do something. Pray and I'm going to do something. And it's hard. That is, that is a, a spiritual discipline that's hard to yeah. step hard to into see. and rest in. Yeah, I think I think that sometimes God just needs us to have the faith that he can and yeah. believe that he can provide the miracle. And then he moves. So he just needs us to take that step of get on your knees and pray and not have the expectation of our timing, but within his timing of it, because he's in control regardless of the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how to connect this into the sermons for pastor Steven, but I mean, he, he talked (laughs) about the promised land and I think, I think that's part of it. And I wanted to go deeper into it last night at the launch party, but I just didn't want to share too much information, but like, like God's got a promised land for them, right? And and he had a promise for Samson, um, but our emotions get in the way. And that was one thing that stuck out to me yesterday. Uh, emotions lead to isolation. So that can easily happen in their culture. It happens in our culture all the time. Um, and it can easily happen for them because they have it a lot harder than us. Um, but they... God has promised them things just like he promised us things right. and helping them see that I think is what God's called us to. And, um, that's a big reason we want to live over there is not necessarily cause we know everything, but like we're, and I'm not bragging, but we're good encouragers. And like, we're just like, yeah, that was not good. What just happened, but what could we do? Or like they did something amazing. It's just like, that was that's amazing. Let's keep going with it. What else can we do with that? Um, whatever they're starting. Um, just getting to know them and being there to encourage them to take some of these steps of faith. Because even over text messages, I've seen them encouraged by me just saying one thing. Um, like with the Joshua that I shared, um, where he didn't want to dream because it was Tanzania. And I was like, hey, we serve the same God. Why can't you dream? And it was like, he didn't say it like this, but he's like, oh, you're right. Thanks for supporting me. And then it was like, I'm going to dream about this. And like, um, yeah, it was just. What's crazy cool. to me is that in Africa, they see really extreme things, extreme miracles, extreme freedoms, all of that. Uh, but because of that poverty mindset, they just limit God sometimes in certain areas, but they have big faith in other areas. So it's been a really interesting thing to learn um, and see for them. And like that we're encouraging them because when we went to Africa, I was like, dang, the Holy Spirit is here. Like in the church services, when we were in Masoma, you know, you just see surrender everywhere. Uh, But there is, everyone's got their thing. You know, there's that level of, limiting God in certain ways, like, okay, God's going to move within these parameters um, and being able to break past that mindset. Yeah. Kind of what mindset, mindset shift. Yeah. How did he say it? 
No, a shift in your attitude, yeah. which is the same yeah. kind of right. same idea. But yeah, those are all good things. And yeah, they. I think they have a hard time believing in faith for God to provide resources. And I don't think we do, but they have a much easier time believing God for faith for um, for spiritual things. And yeah. we have a lot harder time with that. Yeah, that's true. It's a culture difference too. Independent culture, community culture. And yeah, it's... Yeah. Sorry, I'm learning about that in school right now. <laughs> the community culture and the independent culture and how spiritually that can affect both. They are so reliant on God. We're really comfortable. So in a lot of ways, spiritually, they're able to be free because they're just only relying on God in those ways. Here, we're like, we're comfy. We have cushion. You know, we don't need God in certain areas. Yeah. Which so, I like, think pride is, kicks in. and Yeah. An important thing for us to remember when we're, all of us, like giving to things like this and leading things like this, is that we don't want them to lose that dependence on God. Right. Because, and that was what happened a weekend ago, is is we're trying to get them back in that mindset. Not that they lost it, but it's like, we still want to pray that God could heal them. And the, the thing is, God didn't technically heal them through a miracle. Like they weren't just right. all of a sudden better, which is what I was praying for and thinking that was what God yeah. was going to do. But God provided through somebody they knew um, the money to at least get them better. And then we could send them money later to pay them back or whatever. And it's just, I don't know. God works in the ways he works and we just keep moving. The way we want to we we live our lives, lead center hope, lead restoration church, lead our businesses, lead our family on God's ability, not our own ability. Yeah. Like I know how good of a dad I can be on my own ability. This is fine. It's not bad, <laughs> but I want to, I want to, I want to do it on God's ability. Yeah. And I think, well, I, I mean, I know, you know, what one week looks like when I'm doing it on my ability and what one week looks like when I'm doing it on God's ability. And I want to be the God's ability dad. <laughs> yeah. Same with like me too. Same with going on a mission trip. I've gone on mission trips under my own ability and I'm like halfway through the trip, really frustrated, mm -hmm. getting crabby. It's not, I don't like the plan. I don't like what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And, and I know the trips to come in when I'm on God's ability and no hardship, no 72 hour flight coming home is able to, to like take me out, knock me off yeah. the plan. Um, and in all, our, in all of our things, how have you guys lived that? How are you, you know, besides the, the malaria, how are you living on God's ability and not your own ability? How do you? I, I always think of the verse pride comes before a fall. <laughs> And I'm not wanting to follow. Oh, at look this at point. that. You tied it into the sermon. I did. Yeah. Good job. Um, <laughs> hit me staying staying on point. But I always see that and I'm like, this is not like last night, there were a lot of details to put together for the launch party. And there were a lot of details and there were some things that went down and that weren't planned. And I just kept saying, like, this is not in my power. This is not in our power. Like God wants this to happen. 
and he's going to make it happen. And he's the only one that can speak to people's hearts. Like we can go on the stage and we can all talk about the vision and the mission, but the true thing is within their spirit, God speaking to them. So I kind of think of that in every area. Like if God has asked us to do something, he's going to make it happen. Yes, we're his hands and feet and we have to move to do that, but he's going to be the one to give us the strength. I mean, we're tired. We're all tired. We all have lots of kids and, you know, businesses and, you know, running a church and whatnot, but you can't run Restoration Church without God. No. You you can't lead well without God and, and his promptings and his leadings. Um, so really it's just that surrender. And I think a lot of it is the releasing of the pride thinking that like, it's in our might, it's in our might. And I think that's when people get stressed. Like I used to be a stressy leader. That's one thing I had to work through over the years is being like that frantic. I feel like we had an all staff one time where we were talking about, um, different styles of leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of them, I don't know if this was the word, the, the frantic leader. It could have been. It might've been that one. But after that all staff, God really like convicted me and said, like, you're trying to do this in your might. And um, so, yeah, I think that yeah, a got, lot of it is wrapped around pride. I don't know how old this document is, but. Oh, did how you did you find, find that so fast? The frantic leader. Oh. When would I even have time to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's your might. That's you thinking that you can do it on your own. And um, February, 2021. No way. It was that long. So it's been two years of me working through this, but. Sorry, I was trying to find a verse that, that I actually read to our family on Friday. I don't know what day it was. It was in judges, but it was just about that Mm -hmm. because I just get stressed about all the details. And then when someone doesn't like you get something, 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 some, you give someone something to do and then it doesn't happen. And you're, then you get more stress and you're like all these details. And then like, I'm, I'm very used to like, um, when we put on an event, we are it was like at our location or whatever. So you have this team that you're relying on. So then I started realizing like, oh my gosh, I don't actually have, a team on projection and team on sound and like, Oh yeah, I have to think of all those things. Not that we couldn't call on restoration people, but got, I would, you just get stressed about all these details and you start being like, if the video is not playing perfectly, if I don't say these words, then God will, I mean, then people won't give. And, and it was just, I wish I could find the verse, but I can't get it. But it was basically about that. Like, you can't do it in your might. Like you can't, it's not, a. it's not because you're so good mm-hmm. that people are going to give. It's because it's because God moves in their hearts. So that's, that's what we held on to for this, definitely this week and this weekend that we had to stop stressing and just like, there's the nervousness. Cause I right. get nervous talking in front of people, which is normal, but we the the stress about all the details and thinking like it's not going to go go right. Like I forgot the envelopes, but I didn't even remember yeah. until I was on stage at the end. And I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because people gave and God moved in their hearts. And um, not just that people gave, but a lot of people um, 
just talk to us after about ways that they want to help and um, ways, ways that I didn't even think about. And um, yeah, I think that's how we're living it out in our life as far as the um, giving it to God and like remembering it's about him, but also he still wants us to, to work, right? Right. <laughs> still do things. There, so. I, a few things in my mind. There's a, the old church song. It's not by might nor power, but by my spirit, <laughs> says the Lord. And you sing that for like 35 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, I've been singing that a lot more, like, because when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm just like, I'm going to hum that and mm-hmm. reframe and recenter myself. And then there's a couple of sayings we say all the time. Um, the Mark Batterson quote, work like it depends on you, pray like it depends on God. And then the Restoration Church quote, do everything we can in the natural and God will add the super to it. But we've got to pray yeah. through that. I think, we, yeah, sometimes like it's easy to, to um, spend too much time on the natural and not get into the supernatural. Yeah. So I, I'll be like, well, God, I have all these things I have to do. And he's like, that's, that's great, but that's not the main ingredient right it's not the we, main thing we overwork we underpray yeah. the solution is not to overpray and underwork the solution is to overpray and work hard <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah god moves in the secret place too like where people don't even see that like your personal time with seeking god i think is where the power is yeah um yeah yeah i mean i'll just share this i don't know how much more time we got but the um couple weeks ago when we were praying for some finances to come in for the center of hope um again we we just don't feel led to be calling people it's telling them about emergencies and emergencies like we just don't want to lead that way and um someone texted us sunday afternoon i think that weekend we're just all we all we could do is pray there was nothing right. else we could do um i mean there were things obviously but um, we, Sunday afternoon, someone, te- or it was during church, and they're like, how much money do you need for the rest of the year? And that was like, are you going to give all the money for the rest of the year? <laughs> but, and then the, Anna talked with them that night, and they're like, yeah, God put us, put Center of Very Hope and you guys on our heart really strong. And they didn't know, they never looked at the website. Yeah. They didn't know the mission or vision. They just knew that we became the directors and what we were doing. And- they gave a thousand dollars that night or awesome. and it's what the we next day. For- yeah. So and we never asked them. We never even thought about them giving. And it was, um, you know, the people we thought about didn't give and that, that we didn't ask them. I'm not saying right. we asked them. I'm just saying like, oh, these people will probably give. And then God just did it a completely different way. Yeah. You yeah, think about, God, we're we're hungry. We need sustenance here in the wilderness. So I'm I'm just thinking God's gonna put plant an orchard here, <laughs> and then He sends manna from heaven. Right. Like yeah. It just He He's gonna make sure that He get He gets the glory. Yeah. And then here in the United States, when we needed food, He sent a missionary Johnny Appleseed <laughs> to plant apple tree, trees throughout. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well. Listen, how can people find out more? What is the website? How can people find out more about Center of Hope and follow you guys? What's the website? Yeah, uh, centerofhope.cc is the website. You can see the different mission and vision and 
events that we have going on there and um, uh, just different ways you can partner with us. And it's not always just financially, like um, looking for other other gifts that we could that that could join the team. And then Facebook is Center of Hope NH, and so is Instagram, I believe. Um, those are both the socials that we have. And uh, those are the best ways to connect. Follow us on there. We're going to try to post, I'll say every other day to be safe, um, about something, just give updates and and uh, eventually send out newsletters at least once a month and then once a week, whatever. But that's where you want to connect. Awesome. Anything else you want to direct anybody to? It's Chris's birthday oh, today. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get the small business fair. Oh, yes. oh yeah. What's that's the right. date on that? That is November 25th, 9 to 3. So if you know any vendors that want to be a part of that, um, we're a little behind the game just because of all the new changes and everything. So it's we made it real cheap. It's $35 for a table. Um, all the money obviously goes back to Center of Hope. We don't know all the things we're doing at it yet, but we're the goal is just like Center of, I mean, just like the launch party, we want to um, we want to um, communicate the mission through that event. And uh, if anyone has some cool ideas, send them our way. But definitely send us some crafters. Um, I don't know. That's pretty much business leaders, like small business fair. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, thanks for hanging, guys. Appreciate yeah. you. Uh, you know, everything that you're doing to lead Center of Hope. Last night was amazing and awesome. And I'm so glad to be a part of it and to yeah. oh, watch what God does. Should there. we, I don't know if we said it a lot or enough that it's under the umbrella of restoration. I don't know. I We haven't I, said it. I, I just think that's such a big part. I think it's, I think it's important for people to really, really catch that. Um, be, and I'm not trying to make this longer, but um, just to catch that. It creates accountability and spiritual oversight for us and for the organization, which is something it's really never had before, um, which I think creates trust with people outside of the church and out, just outside the organization. Um, you know, it's just, I just think it's really positive and Restoration Church has been supporting it for so many years. And um, just that well project that some of you will know about that are listening to this and yeah. So I just want people to understand like that we are, we're excited for that and they should be too. <laughs> yeah. The organization is moving to a new level. So nothing was wrong in the past, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but organizations need to grow and adapt. So you have like a founder and a founder's board. And then, yeah. um, so what we're stepping into is a new, a new, um, you know, a transitional board. Uh, so for the first time, you got a board chair and separate directors. So that makes the organization well, not healthier, but step into the new season of health yeah. for it. It's just and, building upon the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's great. And um, we're taking steps forward, not backward, which is always, yep. always, always awesome. <laughs> right. Building a bigger quote unquote army to, so, for the battle. Uh, next summer. You can sign up online at the church website already, but a mission Masoma, yeah. whether or not we actually go to Masoma now is to be determined. Yes. Um, 
of Masoma as a village, but we're definitely, we'll be in Mwanza, we'll be at the orphanage doing a project there. Um, and the pikes are going, I'm going. So it's a good trip to go on. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've talked with uh, some other people come in, potentially bringing a kid or two. This is a, a, a kid-friendly trip, eight and up. So if you, you yeah. can't send your kid, but you can bring your kid. Yeah. <laughs> and, Don't send them alone. <laughs> I'll be too stressed out so trying to watch them. Teenagers can come with us. You can sign their your guardianship over to me. And <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great trip. So I'm, I'm pumped to go back and to go with you guys again. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And to find out who else is coming with us. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks everybody for listening. See you on Sunday where I get to share with you this miracle story. Bye.